Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, Kickin' Life Guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as we know, the world's not all sunshine and rainbows. As Rocky says, it'll be a mean, nasty, ugly place that'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. However, that's where I come in, the Kickin' Life Guru. When life kicks your butt, when life knocks you down, as we know it's going to, I'm here to motivate you, to empower you, to inspire you, and kick you back up so you can live your best kickin' life. So saddle up, here we go. Kicking lifers out there, how are you? Happy day to you, whatever day this may be. We have another exciting, wonderful, awesome, super terrific show coming your way. It's a very special guest, motivated, inspirational woman who has um, a Facebook page called Goals, Gratitude, and Grace. She's a, a life transformer, a dream maker, yoga and martial arts instructor, author, and then overall just awesome individual who's doing, you know, that's the reason her and I connect so well is because she's got the energy, passion, and motivation that, that I have, our listeners have, to make society a better place, to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place by using that positive energy to inspire and uplift others and pretty much transform lives. Without further ado, folks, I give you... Miss Nicole Rich. Nicole, how are we doing? I am fabulous. Thank you so much for having me today. You are fabulous. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you got a lot of things going on and you're doing so many amazing things to, you know, kind of recap what I just talked about, make our society a better place by using that positive, inspirational motivation to help people believe in themselves, transform their lives. And of course, like like he's kind of saying your 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 bio there, dream maker. I really like that. Dream maker. You're making dreams come true. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's uh one of the things that I absolutely love is to see people like take hold of their dreams and really live life to the fullest that they can that they've always dreamed to be. Awesome. Well, hey, um, tell us before we get really rolling in the show here, tell us a little bit about uh, goals, gratitude and grace, how that came about how the name came about, and uh, what, you're, what you're doing with that to help uh, help our world. Oh, I'd love to. Thanks. Uh, so Goals, Gratitude, and Grace, uh, we launched in March, and it actually was, uh, when I look back, it was actually uh, a century in the making. I, um, I definitely, you know, in my younger years in martial arts, there were so many things, as you know, that you learn as you go through the ranks and uh, life lessons, I guess, that you that you realize. And <clears throat> over time, I used those life lessons and applied them in my own life. And I grew, I was willing to grow uh, myself so I could keep growing towards my dreams. And then uh, probably, well, four years ago, um, I used to be a, a public school teacher and then I was an administrator. Um, I was working as a principal. And four years ago, I was able to uh, leave leave the public schools because I was finally capitalizing on my dreams and finally going for it, uh, so to speak. And back then at the time, there were all these things that, that I put into place as far as um, everything that I had learned. You know, the martial arts had really prepared me for that, really uh, groomed me, I guess, for going for goals, reaching for goals, and uh, never losing sight of it, but also taking the things that come up in adversity and using it to your advantage, you know, using it as a positive and seeing it as a positive challenge. So <clears throat> when I had left the job, it was about a year after I was on vacation, and I always get my most inspiration when I'm in nature. 
when I'm really by the ocean and I was, I was by the ocean and all of a sudden I just had this thought one day, I wanted to write this book called Gold, Gratitude and Grace. And I wanted to really help other people um, realize that they can do it, that they can do whatever they want to do in life, whatever they dream, it's, it's achievable. But I realized and I noticed that there were a lot of people that were getting stuck um, on certain aspects or there was a lot of opportunity to help people understand that you can ride the waves um, and it really is truly riding the waves and knowing that <clears throat> eventually the hard times will pass. And I'm also a yoga instructor. I've been a yoga instructor for 11 years. So I also, awesome. you know, using those those teachings from that kind of lifestyle, living that kind of lifestyle, um, I also noticed, you know, when people are in conflict or when people are feeling conflicted about things or relationships in their lives or different situations, um, that's what I noticed is the biggest thing that sometimes holds people back or people let it, let it hold them back. And then that's when Goals, Gratitude, and Grace, the book was born. And I just started writing and, and I spent the day on the beach writing, 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 um, came back home and it was just. I just had this inspiration and just, you know, the feeling like I need to do this. And so I had written out the book as, uh, you know, the 30-day uh, lessons. And, you know, I sat on it. I didn't do anything with, with that because I hadn't been sure yet the best way to get that out there to people and how to really share it and help people not just read it and do the workbook pages, but to also really apply it. So. That's when in January, um, you know, I connected with my developer and I said, I'm ready to, I'm ready to do something. I just don't know what it is. And when I sent him over Gold, Gratitude and Grace, he said, Nicole, you have it. This is what it is. <laughs> you need to actually teach people this content now. And I, and you know, when I thought about it, you know, of course we always, as human beings, we always have that element of who am I to do that? You know, am yeah. I, am I really someone that should be doing that? And then when I thought about, you know, if I hold, hold, you know, information from people that I know helps me on my journey and in my way, then I'm doing a disservice that I really need, you know, anybody that really, really wants to, um, you know, be inspired or motivated, something, you know, they will grab it or they, the right people will show up, people that do need this. And that's where Gold, Gratitude, and Grace was born. Wow. Phenomenal. I was actually writing a couple things down there just to kind of recap on those. Folks, holy smokes. You got goosebumps? I've, I've got them here. They're poking out in the studio here, dancing around. I always stand up when I do my podcast because I just can't sit down. That's that, you know, hyperactivity in me and also that motivation to really give everything I've got uh, with the uh, with the show here. Fantastic. So, Nicole, holy smokes. I, I just want to go back on a couple different things here. My goodness. I, I, I didn't realize you were a teacher, and uh, nor did I realize you were an administration. Uh, I was a teacher as well for 11 years. I was a PE teacher, and pretty much the same thing in 2012. And I think that's the first year I met you, 2012 or 2013, is when I uh, uh, quit my teaching job to pursue uh, what I'm doing full-time now. And it was kind of always part-time, full-time with the academy and with the speeches and the inspiration and motivation, but it really didn't have a, a focused direction. It was uh, all over the place. But I had no idea. Fantastic. That's why we connect so well. Former teachers here. Yeah. 
and the, <laughs> and then the uh, the overnight success, like you said, uh, it, it, it took a decade to kind of hone in your 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 vision, I guess. And of course, everybody sees that what you're doing now. And I'm sure you hear it a lot too. Oh, it just happened overnight. Overnight is success. Oh, and you were, I don't know if anybody says you're nobody. I had several people come in the academy and that was the thing. Hey, you were nobody yesterday and today. I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know that I was ever nobody. And I don't know that I'm somebody now. All I know is that I'm pursuing my God-given talents and purpose to try and empower people. But unfortunately, that's what people think. It's that instant, you know, uh, it suddenly happens. And I always talk about the iceberg theory. You may see the tip of the, the, the iceberg breaking the crest of the water. But underneath, that's where that foundation is built. And you've definitely done your homework and put everything in on that. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you. Well, you know, you, you, you said something as far as, you know, the people saying you're a nobody. And I think the worst person that can say that is ourselves. Yep. And that's what I did for a lot of years of like, who am I to think that I can do that? Or, you know, I'm just an ordinary person doing, you know, regular, you know, I'm just doing, you know, when people would say, so... Um, you know, I had gotten my job and, and in that time, you know, I just kept pushing forward, pushing forward and, you know, in the martial arts as well. And then even that year training for the world championship, uh, in 2015 and that, that kept going on in my head of who am I to think I can do this? Who am I to think? And then you realize when you start to piece together the things that you've conquered in life and that it's really because of the lessons and skills and tenacity and perseverance that's what sets it apart. It's not about the person who you are. It's about those things that are inside of you that you're willing to go through that challenge and willing to rise up and face that struggle or obstacle and conquer it. And that's, that's what it is. That's who we are, you know? And, and I think the biggest critics we have is ourselves and we have to really quiet that voice down. And to do that, it takes tremendous effort. And that was always my biggest battle um, you know, myself was always, you know, who am I? You know, I went through troubles. I went through hard times. I had, you know, those self-defeating moments. And, um, you know, once you look in the mirror and you realize that, that your biggest um, opponent is the person staring back at you, and once you realize that, then you can really know what you can do to, you know, keep moving forward. Oh, fantastic. And I've got that down. That was a big thing I was going to bring up is, you know, we are our own worst critics and the self-doubt that we have in our mind of, of who exactly what you said. Who am I? Who am I to do this? Who wants to hear my message? How can I impact somebody? Do I really have the right tools? And the answer is yes. Everybody does. Everybody's born with a God-given ability, a talent, something that's unique to them. And that message needs to be shared with the world. And something I had uh, wrote down and I talked about quite a bit and uh, I just attended, I just got back a couple days ago from the Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within event. Have you ever had a chance to go see Tony Robbins? I actually, last year at a convention, I'm um, part of the health and wellness company, and they brought him in for a training for a day with us. So I, that's when I had the opportunity to see him for my very first time. So I'm, I'm envious that you actually had the experience of a couple of days. Oh. It was fantastic. I'm going to make you a little more envious. I took uh, my my son just graduated high school a couple months ago, and part of his graduation gift, I bought him a ticket as well. So he and I went there and spent four amazing, amazing days with uh, Tony Robbins and Jonathan uh, uh, McClendon the third. He was kind of a Tony's assistant there, helping out. And it was I don't I don't the first day was like 17 hours, and that's also the day that we walked across the hot coals fantastic just putting us in a different state of mind and i didn't you know this as well as i do but just hearing it over and over and over again his his constant message 
in order to get to a level you've never been, you've got to go to a place and be pushed to a place you've never gone in order to continue moving forward. And that's that state of mind, that belief in oneself to quiet that self-doubt, to quiet that inner fear and bring out the power within. And that was uh, pretty much what the whole conference was about. But it was four amazing days, 40-something hours crammed into four days and it was fantastic beyond words. I, I can't wait to go back and, and see another one and take uh, maybe my daughter this time. But I'm also I'm going to take my wife to the Business Mastery. And then he's got another one called Life Mastery. And it just talks about uh, some of the same things we talk about, but more in-depth of the internal workings of uh, the toxins that are in the bodies, what we eat, how we eat it, what time we eat, how we cleanse our system, and, and all the internal workings just to help us be a better person inside and out. And then, of course, obviously, attack in the mind where we, you know, we fight our greatest battles. It was fantastic. That's amazing. Fantastic. Um, so anyway, I, I, I get sidetracked all over the place, but it all wraps up into one big thing. And that's, uh, uh, you know, with your book, Goals, Gratitude and Grace, tell our audience where they can find that baby at and how to follow you on social media and all those things. And then we'll get back into talking about a few other things. Okay. Yes. So the book is actually free. So on my website, breathingroomless.com, people can go right to the website. And uh, the developer just added a link. So before people would click on it and it would go right to their messenger, the Facebook messenger, but realizing not everybody's on Facebook, um, there's also the option that it will get delivered right to their um, email. So it's an ebook. And then they can also, also on bleedingremotus.com, there's also the join the community link that people can click right on that and find full gratitude and grace on Facebook. Okay. And then if people want to follow me, uh, my name is Nicole Rick. It's Nicole with an H. And, uh, and my cover photo is both the Gold Gratitude and Grace book cover. So that's how people can follow that way as well. And Nicole, just if you could repeat one time, it's uh, breathingwellness.com. Is that correct? Breathingroomwellness.com. Okay. Thank you. Awesomeness. So, folks, make sure you check out Nicole there and her books and uh, her book and then everything she's doing with social media. And once again, you can hear the inspiration and positive motivation in her voice. And uh, we're going to talk more and more in depth to find out, you know, what truly makes Nicole tick. She's shared most of that with us, but uh, I'm going to throw a few questions at her and really uh, bring out the positivity and everything she has to offer. And you can hear the humility in her voice about, you know, and we all fight those battles. We all fight those battles. Am I good enough? Do people really need to hear or want to hear what I've got to say? And um, something I got out of Tony Robbins and something I've gotten uh, from other success coaches and just reading, and that is by not sharing the gifts that we have, we're actually doing a disservice to those who really need to hear that gift. So in a sense, we're disrespecting all the people that need to hear what we have to say that could help enhance and help better their lives. So those out there that are on the fence, those out there thinking, what do I have to offer? Am I good enough? Uh, you know, it's, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Do people like me? <laughs> kind of the old Stuart Smalley thing. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. And uh, the the visions, and I don't know, Cole, I can't speak for you, but I know in my own mind, that was always something that popped up was, uh, am I good enough? Do people like me? Do people want to hear this? And uh, continue to beat myself down without having, even though I'd put on this front that I'm so confident, deep inside, there was a lot of self-doubt. And until I peel back the layers of the onion, kind of a Shrek reference there, <laughs> and really got internal, I wasn't able to uh, kind of expose the gifts that I have in order to help others. And they're still there, 
Those doubts never go away. But I do know one thing. If you water the self-doubt or you nurture the self-doubt, it's going to continue to grow. However, if you treat that self-doubt like a weed and you continue to weed that garden, so your nourishment, your vegetation, your, I don't know, uh, strawberries want to grow, then they're going to grow. But you have to, which one are you going to water? Which one are you going to nurture? And it's kind of like, I don't know if you ever heard the Matthew McConaughey speech that he gave at, uh, I believe it was Oregon University, when he talked about everybody's got two wolves and they both want to eat. You know, a good wolf that's going to drive you and a bad wolf that's going to also drive you. They both want to eat, but whichever one you feed is the one that's going to dominate. And I think that has a lot to do with our own personal fears and self-doubt. I couldn't agree more, for sure. And folks, if you haven't seen that uh, YouTube, it's just Matthew McConaughey's speech. It's uh, about 15 minutes long, and it, it's it's fantastic. He talks about his acting career and talks about all the things he's went through and his struggles, and uh, it all gets back to believing enough in him in himself in order to make it happen. Well, good stuff. So, N- Nicole, I really like what you'd said about inspiration and nature. Um, are you you kind of you just went to Florida and on the beach? Now, is that kind of your Oh, I don't know. You're Mecca, so to speak, where you go there and you're just like serene, you're relaxed, you're at peace. Yeah. You know, I've said for years, my parents have, um, that's where I visit down in Florida. And, um, you know, ever since I've been going down there, I think since 2003, that's when I started noticing that my biggest um, or most creative times uh, come up when I'm down there. And I'll get these ideas and things will just pop into my head and, um, and that's when I feel most alive. That's when most of my creativity happens, my inspiration. Um, and I don't know, you know, it could be because I'm away from the hustle and bustle of the world. And I think, you know, we live in a very busy time, very busy society. And when you're cluttered with all the energy that's going on around you, sometimes you don't have time to just filter out all the next. You don't have time to filter out what's clouding your mental space. And, uh, and you know, when I'm dis- and you're in, and sometimes it's if I go for a walk, you know, on the trails at a, a local park, uh, that's when I'm really connecting because it's quieting, you know, everything's quiet and it's, it's really giving you time to look out in the extensive world, you know, as I like to think of it, you know, you're looking out into all the opportunities and things allow it to just come to you. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. And I, I got to, you mentioned, you said hustle and bustle. That's something I say all the time. And I don't know that I've ever heard anybody else say it. So that's fantastic. <laughs> hustle and bustle, hustle and bustle the world, hustle and bustle. Get back to the hustle and bustle. That's fantastic. But no, and, and, and share with our listeners, I'm sure when you're out there in nature, all the um, uh, uh, devices, your phone and everything else, I'm guessing here, but I'm guessing you leave that in the hotel room or you leave that at home so you can really connect by disconnecting with the social media and uh, technological age that we're in right now. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Good. For sure. You know, and I think part of that, and that's where a lot of people, um, and that's what I found for myself, that if I'm in, in an environment, and this is why you know, that's why I knew I had to keep following my dreams and come away, step out of the public school world, because there was, it was always, there were a lot of conflicts, you know, there's always conflicts to handle and fires to put out. And there's always, um, you know, movement and energy and there's lots of things always going on. And if you never give yourself time to decompress from that and step away from that, you're not giving your mind time to slow down and, you know, really reflect. You know, it reminds me of, you know, meditation, mm-hmm. you know, why, why people sometimes struggle with meditation or have an, a, a challenge with that. 
because their life is so filled with busyness that they're not able to slow their mind down and their thoughts down. But then once you can get into that practice of doing that, then it's almost like you crave it. You crave that serenity and peace. Oh, so well said. So well said. And the, the meditation and uh, me being as you know energetic and hyperactive as I am, and been in martial arts nearly 40 years now, it's something that I've always practiced, but and I don't think it's something I'm ever going to master just to continue to try and get better and better at it. But I get caught up in it as well, and I think uh, a lot of friends out there and listeners, uh, they say, okay, I'm going to meditate. It's almost like it's a forced thing, like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym, like you're forcing it, and then it doesn't work out the way you want it because you're trying to force it in this little window between the hustle and bustle of the world, between this appointment and that appointment, but I'm going to force it in there. Well, obviously, folks, anytime we try and force anything, you know, that's not a pleasant feeling, and it's almost like it's a... um, uh, you're forcing it in almost like when you're a kid and you had to eat peas. I had to eat them. I had to force them down. Well, it never made you like the peas anymore. Well, it's not going like to make you help you like meditation anymore if you've got to think of that mindset of I've got to force it in there. Now, I realize we're all short on time, but if we plan a little bit better, and I'm saying this from personal experience because I've, I've suffered from the poor planning, and uh, it's not that we don't have enough time. It's just that we don't prioritize our time enough because it doesn't matter if it's myself, Nicole, uh, when I was going to bring up Chris Rappold, I know he's a personal friend and he's your instructor, wonderful man, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Bill Gates or anybody out there, we've all got 24 hours in the day. Those people that are able to maximize that time are able to get a little bit more out of that day You know, as far as what they want out of life. You can never buy more time. That's, that's all we're granted. It's how we utilize that time. So with that being said, folks, do your best to have that shutdown time. You know, think about your computer. If that sucker's got too many windows going and you haven't shut it down or defragged it in a while, that computer's slowing down and it's <laughs> going to add more frustration to your already hectic life. Well, your own mental computer needs the same shutdown time for meditation. And I'd like to add to that if I could share oh, gosh, that, yes. um, you know, a few years back, actually, probably, probably more like seven years now, I attended a conference on uh, it was the Learning in the Brain Society, and I, I tend to geek out on research on the brain. I probably should have been a neurologist or a neuroscientist. Um, and this conference was about the impact and the effect of the digital age on our brains and what's happening. And, you know, at the time I was working with young children with special needs, and, uh, you know, there's a, a tends to be what they say an over-classification of children with ADHD or ADD uh-huh. and what this conference was talking about was you know the the um, pixels now on our computers and on TVs and on screens and on uh, tablets and phones they're they're coming at us or they're being and forgive me for not having the right terminology but they're being um, flashed on the screen at such a rapid rate and those pixels are actually creating that hyperactivity in the brain. And so, you know, we, we hear all the time about uh, how they say, you know, practices for relaxing at bedtime, they shut off TVs, um, phones, et cetera, at least an hour before bed. And that's, that's not to just get, you know, that's the, the deeper part of that is to, to let the brain activity, you know, slow down a little bit so that you can relax because uh, there's also the research that shows when you're constantly seeing these images and watching TV, watching on your phones and computers, you're creating a lot of hyperactivity with the neurons in the brain that's overstimulating ourselves. 
And I think it's also the part of the brain that uh, regulates emotions and regulates, you know, um, hypersensitivity and anger and, you know, some what we would say negative emotions. So mm-hmm. I found that that to be really interesting. And I, whenever I speak about it, that's what I always go back to is, wow, that research that's really advanced um, now that's showing what's happening in our brains to slow them down. So I would absolutely encourage people to be mindful of taking times in the day where they're, you know, coming away from the computer screens or the computers or the TVs, uh, the TVs and the phones, and even with their children as well, just really monitoring that time. Oh, yes, fantastic. And um, it, it, it's, it's kind of funny you, you brought that up. I was just uh, read something recently about uh, the programmers of a lot of uh, – uh, the games that kids have on their devices and uh, all the other, I guess, even social media, what they're doing in order to keep people attached is along the same lines and the same concepts and the same theories that, um, uh, I guess, casino designers put into slot machines and casino games and everything else to uh, uh, kind of adapt that addictive behavior in the brain that you can't shut it off. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. And obviously, when you said geek out on the brain there, that, that, that's pretty cool. That's, it's, I hear often with our listeners here, uh, five, six years ago, I didn't know I could read simply because I chose not to read. But the more I started reading, the more I started really diving into the brain. You know, things like the reticular activating system and how that works is the filter. And then everything else that kind of this is the, the focal point of everything we do. And it was just amazing more and more and more. And uh, kind of like the old saying, you know, what you seek, you should surely find. And if you're seeking, you know, more of uh, that addictive nature with these games, not that anybody wants to become addictive, but if you continue to press play, you continue to press the, the game you're on, it's going to continue to input that data in your brain, which is going to lead to, I want more of it, all that craving, that dopamine hit, and all the, uh, the, 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 the power of the brain is coming out. But sometimes that comes out in a very negative way, which can be very destructive. Absolutely. And that's, that's, that's exactly what we need people to understand is, you know, the impacts of these things. It's, it's, you know, it's why two years ago, I don't even know how long ago now I stopped watching TV and I stopped watching the news um, and, and the news, especially because, you know, that when you're constantly seeing negative things happening and being reported, you know, it was funny because that's about ooh, maybe eight years ago, some friends and I thought, let's, create we called ourselves the good news gang and we wanted to actually create a station where we were going out in the country according all the good things that were happening <laughs> and we never ended up following through with it but that was our vision oh that's so beautiful that really warmed my heart there i got more goosebumps the good news crew that's awesome yes yes <laughs> um <laughs> yeah the news it, it's kind of funny i i i, I I never watch the news either. I always recommend to people turn it off. You know, that's uh, the news does not have your best intentions in mind. All they care about is ratings anyway, anyhow, you know, what bleeds leads. So they're going to do everything they can to kind of inundate your mind with fear because the more fearful you are, the more you're going to want to watch. And obviously that just leads to, you know, not the best lifestyle. Uh, you, you mentioned about watching the news. I think it was, my gosh, I don't even remember. Uh, nine, ten years ago, I guess, and I've seen bits of news. I'm going to say I've never watched the news since then, but I remember my wife was making dinner, and I was in there just kind of decompressing, flipping through the channels, and then uh, <laughs> I started kind of bitching and moaning, saying, God dang it, what the heck? And she goes, Rich, 
are you watching the news? And it was like, no, honey. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny because I, I got caught and she knew right away what I was doing. And uh, so it was just kind of a kid moment there. No, honey, I'm not flipping off, you know, kind of like. Uh, <laughs> but it just reminded me of that because it, it, it's addictive as well. You know, they know what captivates you, the audience and their whole goal is, is, is ratings. And that's, that's not what's best for us. Goodness gracious. Good stuff. I had. Uh, um, I want to go back to that uh, inspiration in nature, uh, the the most creative times, because you're able to just to let yourself go and to use coin our phrase, I guess, hustle and bustle the world. Just let it go by the wayside. Maybe share with our listeners. Um, it just when when you're out doing that, and try. I know it's going to be tough, but do your best if you could, please. Put it into words. Just that elation, that feeling of joy, that feeling of just mm. internal peace that you get from putting that device down um and then kind of the reason i touch on this something we talk about a lot on the show and then something i talk about at our martial arts academy and during speeches i had uh, my daughter and i oh it's been a month now we went to a um uh a, a church retreat for it's called big stuff in florida and it was like 1500 teenagers there and it was a week long it was fantastic well when we got back i had madeline my daughter she's uh, 15 on the podcast and we titled that podcast being original that was kind of the theme of big stuff. But being original, put your device down. Put your phone down. And the producers were so awesome, they came up with a, um, a caption or a, a picture for it. And it was a, um, uh, a showing somebody's kind of arms and wrist. And it was the cell phone. And the cord of the cell phone was like they were handcuffed to it. And then there was a device laying there. So mm. it was a great image that they put on the, the, the caption there. But having her and my daughter talk about put the device down, being original, and in our group that we went, they did a very good job of keeping the device down, so they were really able to take in the message and see the beauty of Panama City Beach and Florida, And but there were obviously 1,500 teenagers there. There were a lot of them that walked around, and they never put their phone down. It was just, you know, selfie, 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 which, which okay, you're going to take the pictures, but the fact that I don't think they really grabbed the message as well as they could have uh, was a little disheartening, but the fact that my daughter was able to come on and share with her heart by her putting the device down, and she's a 15-year-old girl so she uses the heck out of it <laughs> as, as you know, a lot of teenagers do but to hear her open up what it would what, what a revelation it was to her to almost see there is a world outside this device so I kind of circled around but if you could share just that serenity yeah. that you feel when you're able to do that please yeah boy to put that into words yeah um that's why I threw it at you that way I don't have to because I don't know that I could <laughs> yeah you know I I think it's it's uh it's calmness and it's probably I'm trying to think of what people could relate to, you know, what they could relate to in their lives. And I guess it's like the feeling of, of when you sigh, when you, when you exhale, it's the feeling of expanding and that feeling of relief. Whenever somebody, you know, waiting on a big project to come through or waiting on, you know, the call that they got the job or waiting on finding out that they got the loan they were hoping for. And it's that feeling of complete, you know, you're exhaling, you're sighing, you're letting it out. And it's complete freedom, freedom from uh, anything, you know, like I, I like to think of it like when, when I used to run, I used to run a lot. And just that feeling of being free and in your feet and mind, you know, Running for me was always an act of meditation so I could get into the zone and completely shut off anything going on in the world um, out on a run. So for some people, it could be that, you know, if they identify with, you know, 
thing and what it looks like and putting down the devices and shutting off that world and opening up to the external world of what's going on around you and being aware. Um, you know, and if you think about it, um, I, I don't want to get dark here, but, you know, you never know when your last moment on earth will be. Sure. And if in your last moment you're not appreciating and really seeing everything, you know, appreciating the beauty of, you know, the sound of the ocean, appreciate and really taking that in. If we're going through life mindless in our days and we're not living our days to our greatest potential and our fullest capacity. And, um, you know, so I guess that's, that's what it could be. It's, it's fully embracing the moment and feeling complete freedom and peace when, you know, the devices are down. And I'll be honest, you know, my boyfriend recently called me out on it and he was like, why are you always on your phone? It was, you know, one weekend and there was some things going on. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling me out on that. I need to put the phone in my bag and not not pick it up and just be present. That's fantastic. And it's so, great you have, a, a, you know, a companion or a boyfriend or a helper or somebody there to kind of, you know, call us out when we need to hear it. Because sometimes we get so wrapped up in our own message that we miss the message that we're trying to push to others. Um, I had the same right. situation with our, our kids. So when we go out to dinner now, the devices stay in the car. And it's been so liberating to be able to do that. Uh, and it, it was, I don't know, sometimes we, well, I can't say we, it's me. Uh, <laughs> the old hypocrite, we'd tell the kids, uh, hey, put your devices up. But then me, dad's on the phone. And they'd say, hey, well, how come dad gets to be on his phone? And I would say, well, it's because this is work. And this is, uh, you know, I'm checking emails. And this, I'm like, wait a minute kids, <laughs> they're playing on their devices work to them. There's no difference. So the fact that right. I was able to realize that, you know what, we just put the devices up and countless times we've been out and even my youngest son, Emmett, he'll look around and uh, he'll see a, a, a family that's out and to each their own, but it, it, it's all, it's just, we were there. We did that. So it's, I'm great, grateful that he can see that now that there'll be a family of four, maybe sitting across the way all four of them are on their devices, not having a conversation. The waiter or waitress will come up. They won't even look up. They'll order, and uh, he'll say, man, they're having a good conversation, you know, kind of being sarcastic. And I'm like, oh, well, buddy, don't, let's not try and mm -hmm. judge, even though that's something I had said. <laughs> look at that family over there, you know, judging others. Well, fortunately, we all do it. Just need to work on it. But I said, yeah, buddy, now look at us over here. Look what we're doing. We're talking. We're engaging. We're spending this time together. And it, 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 it's so rewarding to be able to do that. So, folks. When you go out to dinner, I mean, obviously you live your life the way you want to live it. But now, uh, part of the show here is to help you live your best kick in life. And I'm going to share with my personal experiences, good and bad. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have the best guest on here, like Miss Nicole Rich here, to share her experiences, to peel back the layers of the onion, to share tips, suggestions, and advice to help you be your very best, to live your best kick in life. So my suggestion is when you go out, that is sacred family time. Put those gosh darn devices down. Leave them in the car. And... Yeah, if you need to take one in, maybe you need to take a picture of your meal and Instagram it to somebody. Okay, take one phone, but take your picture and put it away. <laughs> You've got to spend that time with your family because it's sacred time. As you said, you never know when yeah. your last breath is, when your last day is. And that really ties into everything you'd said about goals, gratitude, and grace. Set a goal to be a better person, to live your best life. Be grateful for what you have. And man, the graces will come to you. That's a beautiful, beautiful way of putting that. Right. And you know that the other aspect, I mean, there's so many elements to this, I think, that we're we're touching on as far as the social component and you know the depth of the relationships that you're with and and if you're on your devices, you're missing those pieces, you're missing that quality time. But it's also just for your own 
person, you know, we talked about the brain activity and what happens, you know, you can't shut the brain off because of the screen. But, uh, you know, if we're, so as a yogi, let me step on into that role for a moment. Um, yeah, I talk a lot about breath and the function of our breath. And one of the things when I do my speaking workshops is, as I mentioned, you know, the flow of the breath is linked to the flow of the mind. And if we can do our breath and have a nice steady breath, then the flow of your mind will also be the same. When you're scrolling on your phone and you're always in that moment, you're not being mindful of your breath. You're watching, you're reading, you're getting upset about, you're getting excited about. Whenever you're feeling those emotions, that pattern will change. It won't be steady and it won't be, um, you know, to get hyper, you know, to be a little more shallow. And when your breath pattern is disrupted, so will your mind pattern be as well. So I always mention that as far as, um, you know, if you can take, take, you know, maybe an hour to turn off devices or not um, and notice your breath, you'll be feeling, you'll be breathing a little fuller, a little more fully. And our breath oxygenates our body, you know, all the way down to our toes when you're taking your full breath. So if people could think of it that way, as far as, you know, notice what you're feeling when you see something that's upsetting on social media or in the news or whatever it is you're, you're watching on your um, screen, you know, and, and go back to, you know, how do you want to feel? And, and I think that will make a big difference for some people. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and, and folks, once again, I think the, uh, the, I think the breath is something we often take for granted because it's always been there. You know, <laughs> obviously if it wasn't there, we wouldn't have to worry about anything <laughs> in life, but the breath determines so much on how we are feeling. And with the device, with our minds racing and this and that, you know, you, you can feel your breath. Uh, oh, that was fantastic. So with that, can, uh, and that was a, maybe give a little tip on uh, um, maybe something people can really, almost like a, a checks and balances, if uh, to have them watch. Like if they're on their device, kind of really try and focus on what your breath's doing by what you're looking at. And when you put your v- device down, really kind of think about, feel your breath and how it changes and how your mind feels and how your body behaves. Um, I guess I just kind of said it, but maybe from a yoga and a martial artist point of view, throw, throw something at mm-hmm. the, that can give them something to really work on that, to discipline themselves, to, to, to be aware of the breath and how powerful it is. Well, I think to start off something like that is to bring awareness to it. It really has to be a conscious practice in the beginning. So, you know, for people to do this and start to integrate this, if it's completely out of the realm of what's normal for them to, to do is to actually say, okay, right now I want to do this and see what it feels like. And I think first they need to, you know, put the device away and practice some deep breathing to know what it feels like to in through the nose, fill up the belly with your breath, and then take a full exhale and empty it all out. And that's, you know, both the breathing back in your belly. So do that five to ten times. Then go and do your scrolling, check your book, check all that, and then stop. You know, do it in a lotted amount of time. Maybe give yourself five minutes, ten minutes, and then check your breath after that and see see what's going on and see if that pattern, that steady pattern changed. That will be a real game changer for people when they start to notice what they're feeling and do it, do that check-in. But it, I think it has to be a conscious um, decision that they're making before this can be an effortless practice um, where they can, you know, scroll through Facebook and still have the breath, you know, maintain that breath and not be affected or, by anything that they're seeing. Awesome. And Nicole, when you say put your device away, 
You're not saying put it in your pocket or put it in your purse. You're saying mm-hmm. put that thing in the office and put it on airplane mode and do not d- be right. disturbed, correct? Exactly. Right. I mean, right before they do the scrolling you know, up, just to decide to ten breaths. And absolutely, because you know what will happen when they're taking the breath, the interruption of the sound notification or the vibration notification will disrupt what they're, you know, it'll be secondary input going into the brain. And they're going to oh, my phone just went off. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll disrupt the breathing. <laughs> Yeah, being distracted, and uh, uh, I don't know if you you read much of Simon Sinek. He's become one of my favorites here lately. With Start with Why yes. and Leaders Eat Last, yes. he talks about that dopamine hit and how uh, you know we crave that. It's, it's uh, more addictive than anything else. You know, uh, um, uh, it, it, the chemical in the brain because that feel good chemical. But it's so addictive that we want it. It's uh, he gives the example of when you're feeling down, you send out. Uh, uh, text messages to 10 different friends, hi, 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 just hoping to get something back to make you feel better yeah. about yourself. And that's that thing. If we don't put that dog on phone on airplane mode, and folks that don't know, <laughs> airplane mode is the mode when you, if you've been on an airplane before, you got to put it on this. So there's no uh, disruptions, there's no messages, nothing comes across. Uh, you could just shut the phone off, but it's easier to just put it on airplane mode. But then most importantly, Put that thing in another room. Put it in your office. Put it in your bedroom. Put it in someplace so you are not at. <laughs> Therefore, you're not disturbed by it. And Simon also talks about uh, being addicted to the phone and challenges people to walk from one room in their house to another without having their phone on them and how difficult that can be. But awareness is the first step. After reading that, I thought, you know what? Yeah, everywhere I go, not anymore. A large majority of the time, especially when I'm with the kids, I put the phone in the office. I know exactly where it's at because I'm one of the guys. I got to know where things are at <laughs> so I don't get lost and waste uh, energy or, 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 or uh, mindfulness trying to remember. I know where it's at, so it's good. But leave it in there. It is, once again, so liberating and so freeing to not have to be a, a slave to the device, to the phone. You know what? Right. We're all important, but I promise you. If uh, um, if something major happens, you will find out about it. That hour, even 15 minutes, half hour, whatever it is, without your device is going to be the best thing for you. And like you mentioned, you're going to see a difference in your breath. You're going to feel better about it. Now, at first, I would have to say that most people are going to be panicked because, oh, my gosh, I need my phone. I need my phone because we become addicted to it. But the more we do it, just like mm-hmm. anything else, the better it's going to get. And um uh, you talked about the, the, the breathing and that uh, internal calm. I've got a uh, tattoo on my arm, and it's uh, Joan Sook, Korean word for internal peace. And that peace is that balance, that harmony, and just that total just serene feeling of I'm at peace with everything in my life. And obviously, that's kind of one of my biggest goals. It's uh, something that it, it, it's uh, I'm always questing for that goal. seems like when I get close, it moves further up. That means I'm growing, so that's a good thing. But uh, finding that balance finding that peace, finding that harmony mm-hmm. that, that once again, like you'd said, I, I, I circled it a couple times in my notes here, the inspiration in nature, you know, that most creative time to allow that brain to one, almost detoxify all the garbage we're constantly throwing in there and being inundated with. And then also to just allow us to feel uh, that breath, as you said, that uh, waiting for a, a project to come through, waiting for a call back from a job, waiting for, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, you, you, you're, your child's working on something and, you know, you feel the tension with them, but yet they've got it done now. You're like, ah, oh, all that peace. And to me, that's the serenity and that's the Joan Sook and that's that internal peace, yeah. that internal calm. And uh, living in that state, uh, and I'd love to say I, I do, I, 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 I 
uh, tease myself in that state from quite often, but I just would love to continue working harder to get in that state where it's just there all the time. But just like anything else, it takes those daily little disciplines, that one little step, putting that device down, one little step, turning that device off, that one little step, spending time with your family and friends, turning that device off. I know I keep circling back, but that seems like what's ever, we're all addicted to in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned finding the balance and finding the peace. And I think one of the greatest things that I think about is finding peace the balance and the adversity in the, the most uh, challenging of times because it is possible. And so, you know, going back, that's where gratitude also came from is that, yes, it is possible to embrace the adversity and be grateful for it and be thankful for it, even when it's the most uncomfortable in your life. Absolutely. And that was another thing I wrote down when you were, um, we first started the show, riding the waves, you know, the bad times will pass. And, uh, uh, and of course, you know, so the, the good times will pass as well uh, because it's a roller coaster ride of life or a wave of life. But the best thing is knowing that, you know what, this is not the worst. This is not the best. All I know is I'm continuing this journey to try and find that balance or peace within myself or that goal I have for myself. And everybody's, you know, success is different, whatever that success is for you. I just know that over the past uh, several years of my journey here, the, 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 the more I'm able to focus on one, I guess the biggest thing is all about self-educating myself to be the best person I can be in order to better serve others at the, the highest capacity that I can. And that's why the listeners hear me talk all the time about doing that self-educating or reading, going to seminars, surrounding yourself with positive people, because you are a product of the four to five people you surround yourself with the most. And that's, that's- Probably, I mean, that's the other big assistance as far as how we live our days with the people we choose to surround ourselves with. Yep. And, uh, and, and Nicole, you'd mentioned about the back to the school system and back what you were doing there. Um, and, and, and I enjoyed for 11 years what I was doing. It was always, I was always a kid at heart, and it kind of fit right in. My degrees in kinesiology and the study of human movement, and that filtered right into, uh, I taught aerobics for, what was it, 12 13 years, and of course the martial arts, and then being a personal trainer, and then degree in kinesiology, and being a pretty competitive athlete, all that tied in together, and I really enjoyed it, but I I knew that that I wanted to do more. There was more, and as you mentioned, there were a lot of fires, even though I was just a PE teacher, there was a lot of fires to put out with with parents and with... um, you know, sometimes be, there's a lot of great, wonderful teachers out there, but then there's other teachers that maybe <laughs> they, they need to move on, and, and they brought a little bit of negative energy there uh, to that, and that was kind of a core group that I was surrounding myself with. Now, right or wrong, they're who they are, and that's fine, but uh, um, I felt, and this is for all the folks out there that feel like you've got something more, you've got a, more of a calling, uh, do those things. Get out. Step outside that proverbial round hole. Be that square peg. Do what you're born to do. It's not going to be easy, but I tell you what, it's going to be more fulfilling. It's going to be better, and you're going to feel better about it. That doesn't mean you're not going to fight some challenges and some battles because uh, the first couple years that I uh, stopped teaching were probably a couple of the hardest years I ever had in my life simply because now now what do I do? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm out here. What, what the heck? Yeah. But uh, it's definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. Um, well, Nicole, we've been going at it almost an hour here. Holy shnikes, time flies by. Um, 
Thank you so very much, uh, not only for your time, but your wisdom, your knowledge, and the beautiful, wonderful things that you're doing with the community, society, and just trying to, uh, all of us collectively working together from around the globe, so to speak, to make this world a better place by empowering people to believe in themselves. Um, one last thing, I want to see if I can find it back here in my notes. Uh, oh, back to uh, the, the Tony Robbins thing. The, the biggest thing that he tried to bring in those four days was something you had brought up as well about that internal in touch, getting with nature, kind of shutting down the devices, but connecting with yourself to better, better serve yourself in order to be at your very best to better serve others. And that's all about the breath, the state of mind, getting there to be your best. And he goes, I realize it's not easy. It's much tougher today than it was 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, simply because of the devices that we become addicted to. But doing that for yourself to be the best you can be to serve your family, your friends, your clients, uh, the, 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 the folks that buy your books, the people that have subscribed to your website and your Facebook page to be your very, very best. So if you could touch one last little tidbit kind of send off for folks out there that would help them kind of stair step into this, because maybe this is brand new for them. You know, this is maybe foreign language about putting the phone down and taking a breath and just one little give uh, tidbit to send them on their way. Okay. So I would say one of the things that I was thinking was first, you know, also never doubt that you can live your dreams, but also never doubt sorry that you can have to change a culture in a place where you are. And, you know, going back to, I loving, loved my days as a principal and being able to shape the culture in the way that you believe it to be. I think that's where, um, you know, dealing with certain conflicts, as I said, but when you have the power or when you realize you have the power to change a culture and make that difference and be the difference, um, don't step away from that. But I also think for people who might be wanting to start the journey of how do you find more balance, how do you find more peace, begin with your journaling. Every morning, start with, um, you know, five intentions that you have for your day. What are your goals? What are your thoughts? How do you want your day? How, how do you want to feel in your day? And then end the day with five things before in your day and reconnect with what your intentions were for the day and see if you really, you know, was it consistent? And if not, then tomorrow's a new day. You can try again. Absolutely awesome. And and, and just share with people, it, it's going to be up front. It's probably not going to be easy at first because it is going to be a behavioral change. So don't beat yourself up. Count your blessings, your successes. You put five things down, maybe you only came up with two. Maybe you only had two successes. Well, two is a heck of a lot better than, than zero from the day before. So focus on the positives and the successes as opposed to what uh, the negatives, what I didn't get done. And I'm saying that from experience because, you know, I, I set goals so doggone high, and oftentimes I get frustrated when I don't reach those goals, and I forget to kind of, hey, good job. You knocked out three of those things. Let's carry that momentum over instead of beating myself up for the seven that I didn't get. So set them up there, but reward yourself as you move forward as opposed to punishing yourself for not getting those. Now, Nicole, did you ever have difficulties with those things? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> there you go, folks. I think we all do, yep. <laughs> and, and I'm sure you get it, too. People say, well, how in the heck do you stay so positive and motivated? Well, the truth is <sighs> I have to work at it. It's not always there, uh, but it's a personal choice, and just like I mentioned, whatever – uh, Matthew McConaughey, whatever wolf you feed is the wolf that's going to win. Whatever uh, 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 you, you water, you nurture, whether it be weeds or your strawberries, 
that's what's going to win as well. So it's a slow, steady process, and there's going to be rough days. There are going to be days when you don't feel like doing anything, but if you can get one or two goals accomplished, count that as a success rather than I didn't get 10 done that I wanted to get done. Fantastic. Um, well, I want to give a shout-out to uh, – uh, I know he's your instructor and is a good good personal friend and just a wonderful human being, Master Chris Rappold. Chris, I had a chance to chat with him a lot at the uh, Martial Arts Super Show and uh, he's become a really good friend over the uh, over the years. Just a wonderful human being. Uh, you want to give him a big shout out as well? Something special that maybe uh, Chris has done for you? Chris has been one of the most pivotal people, if not the most pivotal people in my life the past twenty plus years in my journey to martial arts. He encouraged to try a class. I've been there over twenty years, and uh, you know he was really the person that opened up my eyes and my heart to this world of living, you know, working towards goals, living with gratitude, and you know, doing it gracefully. And, and, and you know, if he hadn't come into my life, I was twenty-two years old when I met him, and uh, you know, he was really the person that pointed me on this path. And I am forever grateful for him. He's just a phenomenal human being, and I'm. His friendship means the world to me, and he he inspires me daily. Oh, he's wonderful. And uh, he's going to be on a podcast. I don't know if next week's going to work out with his schedule or not, but uh, it would be great if we go back-to-back with you and uh, Master Chris Rappold. I think that would be a uh-huh. blessing for the audience and uh, the listeners, and it would just be great to kind of compound on the beautiful things you've talked about today. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored and appreciate you, you know, asking me to be a part of this. Oh, thank you so much for, I mean, it, it, it's it's fair play. You had me on your show, right? And I was so deeply honored by that. And uh, <laughs> I would definitely uh, love to have you on another another show just to kind of follow up on what we talked about, because I think we could talk for another two hours. But uh, the uh, producer's kind of giving me the eye here. <laughs> so, Nicole, uh, w- one more uh, uh, um, one more time, please tell people how to reach out to, to, to connect with you, how to get your ebook, and then one final send-off. Okay, so breathingroomwellness.com, where you can access the or join our community on Facebook, Goals, Gratitude, and Grace. You can also access the ebook there. Um, you know, in a final send off, you, know, you, you owe it to yourself, your days of greatness. I encourage all of to find ways in your day to do that. Oh, absolutely wonderful. All right, folks. Well, good stuff. As always, I'm going to do everything I can to continue researching, continue uh, reading, attending conferences, and surrounding myself with the best possible people to breathe. breathe. I'm breathing now, baby. (laughs) 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 To to breathe you, to bring you the the best content, the best wisdom, the best knowledge to help you live your best kick in life. Ms. Nicole Rich, God bless you. Thank you so very, very much uh, for being on the show. You are so very welcome. All right, folks. Well, you know the score. You know how this works. Until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon.
Today's show is brought to you by Yo Radio. The first music and radio platform with stations curated and managed by artists and influencers from across the globe. From Drake Bell to Megadeth's David Ellefson to UFC star Uriah Hall, just to name a few. Welcome to Yo Radio. Yo Radio delivers the best listener experience and is completely free. From hip-hop to rock to blues to EDM, Yo Radio has the music you want at your fingertips. Download the app now in the App Store for Apple devices and in the Google Play Store for Android. Or just go to YoRadio.com. That's YoRadio.com. This podcast was a presentation of LightUpMedia.fm.